Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. This week, I caught up with Nick Vile. Nick has been on this show before and hopefully will be on the show again, but this time we really went there. Nick and I discussed his iconic moments from Andy's season, from Caitlyn's season, his breakup with Jen Saviano on Bachelor in Paradise, and of course, his season of The Bachelor. You'll hear Nick talk about his Patreon channel, which currently has episodes available with several of his exes, including his former fiance, Vanessa. He gave me all the tea about how he reached out to Vanessa, why they weren't on good terms before this recent reunion, how he feels about her now and her engagement, and so much more. I also broke the news to Nick that his ex, Andy Dorfman, recently killed him off in a game of F, Mary Kill, and got his hot take on what happened with Claire's season of The Bachelorette. Plus, remember that time Nick said that Tasha would have everyone asleep at 8.30 if she was the bachelorette? Well, we talk about that too. So without further ado, enjoy my chat with Nick Vile. Okay, Nick, I want to ask you right away how you came up with this idea for your Patreon to reunite with all of your exes and recap your season of the show. Was this goat inspired? Did you have this idea beforehand? Tell me everything. It was actually beforehand because... I got word from Warner Brothers that they were going to be putting my season along with a few others on HBO Max. And coupled with the fact that I'd seen other podcasts like The Office Ladies kind of recapping episodes of The Bachelor. And I had thought of thinking, like, wouldn't it be kind of fun to recap my season in a kind of a podcast format? And at that point, I wasn't really sure you know, what direction I would go with it. Would it be a part of the vile files? Would it be separate? What would I want to do? You know, so many people have also like in Bachelor Nation and, and people have asked me like, would I ever write a tell-all? You know, things like that. And it's a, this is not for me from a book standpoint. I also don't think it comes across quite the same from a male's perspective as a female's perspective. And a tell-all, especially if you're going to evolve stories about other people. Uh-huh. And... And so I decided, well, yeah, I want to do this. And then first I thought, well, maybe I'll just recap it with like friends or my comedian friends. It'd be fun. But I thought, well, well, I wonder if the women from my season would be interested in doing this. And so I just decided to ask them all. And they all said yes. And I basically had everyone lined up, but I hadn't asked Vanessa yet. And, you know, truthfully, we hadn't talked. And Vanessa and I had talked about this. She kind of calls me out on the episode that comes out today. And Vanessa, 
Vanessa had DM'd me uh, several months before that about something that she thought I might be frustrated about. And I was, and she kind of called to address it. And I just didn't know what to say at the time. We hadn't spoken and I, I just ignored it. And I left her on red. <laughs> Stop. I, you know, I was just mad. I was just frustrated and, and I just didn't know what to say. And I didn't say anything. I just kind of forgot. And, and so, so then I was like, oh man, I last, uh, yeah, she's not going to want to hear from me. And, and, but, and so I thought, well, maybe let's be like an olive branch. And so I, I reached out and she was very gracious and we talked and, and I think quite honestly, I think we both wanted to connect on a personal level to just clear the air, if you will. And we did that briefly, but we decided to record it. And uh, I think we were both pretty nervous uh, about it because as I said on my podcast, I'm over it, but I am not indifferent about the relationship. I like that. And I think she felt the same way. And so we had a very honest and it was very respectful and very nice, but again, honest about our points of view about the relationship and why it might not have worked out. Did she reach out to you about Jared and Ashley's wedding? Because I feel like that was drama. That was not it. It was okay. actually, it was about Taylor. She went on Taylor's podcast. Oh, and, and said she didn't want probably, to be engaged. Yeah. And I was like, that. I was annoyed because that's, I, I knew what she was talking about and it was completely out of like I was frustrated and I, and, and she knew I would be, and I think she felt bad, but I, I just, we talk about it on the pot. That's all I'll say, but okay. uh, we, 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 we address it uh, on, on the episode amongst many other, many, many other things. And uh, so I think once we, we, when we were done, we were really happy we did that. And I actually f recorded the Vanessa episode. She was one of the middle ones like you know I, I released hers as the last but it was like scheduling i did them all kind of in, the, in one week for the most yeah. part and then i've i've recorded new ones since then but it was fun i mean it was kind of you know other than rachel i don't really have like relationships with any of these women you know not that yeah. i had there was no you know it's very different than vanessa but even with raven we didn't talk much and quite honestly it was really nice to connect with all of them and and have these discussions about our our different points of view all kind of wrapped around you know i it, it's kind of set up you know it's my season so i kind of narrate the whole thing and drive these conversations and then the women kind of sprinkle in their points of view i ask them questions they ask me questions and throughout there's a lot of i don't know if you listen to any of them but like like the Corinne, there was a lot of like, really? I didn't know that. And and from both sides and that was that was a, that was fun to do. Well, I talked to Raven and Alexis recently and Alexis told me she watched the wrong episode. So there was that. And, yeah, um, but it was fine because honestly, like I kind of, we, it was kind of set up that like, we'll cut recap these various episodes, but we, we do that and I kind of drive it, but then, you know, they all bounce around with what, you know, if they had a story to tell, I wanted them to tell it, you know, I didn't want to limit them to a, a specific week. Was there anyone besides Vanessa that you were nervous to reach out to? Not really. No, because there wasn't like I, you know, like with Raven, we had talked a little bit before that. We didn't talk a lot, but she had called me and asked for me for advice. And I, there's always been, I think, a mutual respect between Raven and I. Corinne's always been a sport. You know, if anything, I've been the one that's a little bit more keep my distance from Corinne just because, you know, she's been a bit of a troublemaker in the past. And we kind of, we talk about that, but the truth is Corinne, Corinne doesn't have a, she has a big heart and, and she is, 
she's just, she is a nice person. I think sometimes she gets she's gotten herself in trouble in the past, and I think you know she talks about that. But no, all the women were were pretty cool. Most of them were really excited to do it. Did anyone turn you down? No, no. I mean, I I reached out to you know like Astrid and and Danielle Lowe because like you know obviously Raven and Vanessa and Corinne and Rachel were the important for ones for me to mm-hmm. to. Uh, if I if I were to have any of the women, it just made sense that they were a part of it. Otherwise, I think I was just going to maybe go a different direction, just do it in a different format. And then, you know, that, the reason like I had Angela, she didn't have a huge role in my season, but I think there was an interesting story to tell of why I sent her home night one. And obviously she became a bigger character on Paradise. And for Taylor, I think it was a tougher decision for her because I think she has harder feelings about the experience than other of the women, which, you know, everyone has their own point of view, but no one said no. I, uh, and I just kind of landed on uh, those women. And then I asked Christina who didn't really get back to me, but I think when she saw all the other women do it and it seemed to be fun, uh, we followed up and kind of record. So there's an episode of the Christina that's coming out in a few weeks and, and that was nice to do. And, you know, it was kind of like everyone wanted to be a part of it when they realized everyone else was. So that was that, that was sense. nice. And and it was nice to talk to Christina as well. So I think it all in all, it was just kind of a a really kind of fun, feel good way to connect. And was nice because I wanted to tell the women, you know, when we did this, like, you know, when when people write tell alls, right? I've read them. Anyone all. who's involved. <laughs> there's always like a uh it's like it's like it's like, oh shit. Like what what version of the truth are they going to say that is like kind of maybe true, but like totally their point of view and it stresses people out. And you know, a lot of it's not true. Like it's, again, it's, it's your version, so to speak. And I didn't want to do this and, and create stress for anyone, you know? And, And I think having all the women involved uh, I, I feel like I was able to successfully have this be kind of a fun project rather than an anxiety filled project for anyone, including myself. Did you, so I mean, speaking of tell-alls, obviously Andy Dorfman's book, you were like a main part of the first one. Did you read it? I have never read it. I certainly was made familiar with it. I, I've teased Andy about it a few times and it's always interesting to hear perspective on stuff. Yeah. Well, she was talking about you to the other, to yesterday, I believe. That's that's what I see in a post you guys put up. What did she say? She had nice things to say, including that you didn't know how good looking you were on the show. Great. But she also killed you in a game of F. Mary Kill with Chris Harrison and Tyler Cameron. That makes sense. (laughs) I mean, I guess once you have it once, you don't need to have it again, you know? That's true. But I think she said that Chris Souls was the one she would marry the most out of all of you. And I thought that that was a weird call, but whatever. So wait, wait, it was... Me, Tyler, and Chris Harrison. In the game. But then elsewhere during the interview, it was like, who would you marry of all of your bachelor like exes? And she picked Chris Souls. Fair enough. Whatever. I mean, listen, as far as when it comes to Andy and I go, I think we sometimes have the same frustrations with the fans that like we can't seem to ever get away from uh, people. Shipping you? Yeah. But nice to know she'll kill me. That's cool. I mean, I was going to say, gone on any runs recently? Yeah. Was you were you surprised when those pictures came out so like quickly after you like saw her for the first time in however long? Or not surprised at all? Because Bachelor Nation's um, crazy. Both. Yeah. Both. That's fair. I mean it's uh yeah, because it I 
you sometimes wonder why people it it, it was it was out minutes after later. So And then it was, was on us weekly minutes after that. <laughs> so that was a bit like, okay, fine. <laughs> you know, whatever. But um yeah. Okay, well going back to your episodes, who would you say surprised you the most? I guess Corinne, just because I think Corinne probably showed you know, she's still Corinne, but there was like clearly like reflection on Corinne's part. And I, that was just interesting to to hear. I feel like so. we didn't get enough Corinne. Like I know everything that happened in Paradise was really messy, but I feel like we, we as Bachelor Nation didn't get enough Corinne on our TV screens. Like it was cut short. Yeah, I kind of agree, right? Because, you know, like myself or Colton and, you know, now that with Paradise happening, you kind of get that. And with all the things that happened in Paradise with Corinne, I think like that just killed it. And uh, yeah, I think uh, the world was unfortunately had to sacrifice bachelor ordination, sacrifice not having more current on their screen. And so, oh. like some of that, min- even minus that, uh, whatever happened in paradise, uh, you know, some Corinne's a bit to, you know, I think it was, she almost got too much hype too quickly and had to. The nanny. She probably, I think she might have gone, done things differently, but you're right. I think she was an excellent, excellent character and, and Bachelor Nation should feel nothing but appreciation for her for having come on my season. I agree. Watching the show back, cause you watch the episodes as you did the recaps. Did, was there anything that you had like totally blocked out of your memory? I didn't appreciate how awkward it would be for me to watch it back. I thought it was fine watching it back, you know, when it was actually airing, but three years removed, it was like being like the bouncy castle stuff. And, and, and it was, it was all very awkward. I feel like you've said before the stuff about how like you were the bachelor who had sex, like no other bachelor has ever had sex before. And that was like your narrative. And then, so watching it three years later, you, you mentioned on one of the episodes that it was like kind of cringy for you, even though you've acknowledged that before. Totally. It was a, it's, it's, it's weird thing, right? Because I'm very sex positive and you know, my podcast and, and for men and women, it's just, I think we just, we make too big of a deal about it and shame people for all the wrong reasons when it comes to sex. But at the same time, like, yeah, it gets a little frustrating being sexualized for, for it all. I saw on one of the, or heard on one of the episodes, you said that Brittany was the best kisser, but you sent her home so early and I would like to know why. It's a great question. Uh, she really was. <laughs> that really, that was like the revelation that threw me off. I was like, who is Brittany? Yeah, I barely, I, I told, I think I said why. I think night one, she just, I don't know if I even talked to her night one. And I specifically remember seeing her at the rose ceremony and she just didn't have a positive look on her face. Her, her resting gaze wasn't super pleasant. And I think I kind of had written her off already. And she really surprised me on that date. And I, she also was someone who kind of struggled kind of, you know, settling into that world and a combination of being super into Rachel and Vanessa, having this kind of like weird look at her face night one. By the time she like, I made out with her, I kind of just decided, eh. And I think, again, she was, I think she was struggling early on. I think she was one of those people that, needed a lot of attention early on or she was going to check out. Right. Mm. And I think that's pretty natural for some people. I mean, you could have said that about me. I mean, I had Annie not giving me the first impression rose and I not get an early date by week four. I might've been like, this is stupid. I'm going back to work <laughs> and my life would be very different now, but yeah, to say the least, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think, yeah, it's just a combination of all those things, but she was a fa- 
it's hard to make an impression when it comes to making out in that world. And she certainly did that. I mean, I'll give her props for that. That's, that's probably great to hear. Would you ever do this with something like Andy season or Caitlin season or your paradise season, perhaps? Well, I think I'm going to do a, some sort of version of all of them in, okay. in a sense and starting with paradise. And it started with, cause I've already recorded this, the, the, an episode with Jen Saviano and that's, that's kind of the Vanessa episode of that. And so I, I'm going to drop it in October. I don't know if it's going to be the first, but if I end up saying maybe recording an episode with Amanda and maybe the twins and, and, you know, obviously Ashley and Jared are, are a big part of that season, but at the same time, like we've done each other's podcasts so often. I don't know yeah. if it's like as juicy or as premium content as others, but yes, in some form I will kind of recap my season of the bachelor for some behind the scenes. And, and certainly Jen and I, I think a lot of people will be interested in hearing that. We hadn't spoken either. And I, I reached out to her and she had some questions for me. And yeah. That's a good tease. I'm very excited to listen to that because there were so many rumors at the time that you, you know, ditched her to be The Bachelor, which we can't blame you, but well, it was as, exciting. As, <laughs> as you know, uh, from my Patreon, uh, I ask all the women to start each episode by saying their name saying when I sent them home and, and what it was like to date me. And I gave Jen the same opportunity uh, to do that. And she she said, Nick broke up with me to be The Bachelor was her opening statement. And the discussion uh, takes from off there? from there. We're from there. Um, wow, that's good. I'm excited to listen to that one. Who were you more nervous to talk to, Vanessa or Jen? Probably Vanessa. Yeah, yeah, definitely Vanessa. Vanessa's has always been a little bit more unpredictable for me and, and, and Jen, but Vanessa was very gracious and, and uh, I was really glad that we, in, in both cases, I thought it went as well as it possibly could have. And, you know, under the lens of honesty, I think there's more tea in the Jen episode Ooh. in terms of behind the scenes of, of when we actually met and, and things like that. I'm very much looking forward to listening to that. I feel like that's a must listen. I also have to say, I mean, in general, Bachelor podcasts, there's a million Bachelor alums have podcasts. I was like, there's a bunch of you guys. I mean, you. I think it's safe to say that you probably get the most tea out of On the Bile Files. Do you agree? What, what do you mean by that? I just, you've had in a different level of guests. We've gone, you know, with the, the Rachel Bilsons of it all. And then you have your... You know, now you have your ex-girlfriends on the show. I feel like you've kind of stepped it up. Yeah, I mean, I thanks. I, I take a lot of pride in the vile files, and uh, I I think I think the most thing I'm flattered about is that, you know getting the national recognition that it has, like whether it's the Associated Press Top Ten Podcast of 2019, and actually being recognized, you know, for things that not, are that are not Bachelor related, being picked as you know various articles as a uh, one of the top relationship podcast to listen to. So I'm really proud of that. And then uh, from a guest standpoint, you know, I've really worked on being a host and, and trying to have just, listen, I love being vulnerable and honest. And I think, you know, it's quite honestly something I've learned being a fan of Howard Stern is to, the more you're willing to share about yourself, the more other people were willing to share about themselves. And uh, I think that's just played well to my show and, and, and having a variety of guests, uh, whether it's people who are fans of the show, who are part of the show. And, you know, obviously we have branched off to, you know, just other personalities that have nothing to do with Bachelor Nation. Now that I've grown the show to basically be three different shows a week, it's allowed me to kind of diversify to, to you know, have a 
bachelor focused show, but then talk about things outside of the bachelor world. And, and that's been a lot of fun. Do you have a dream guest? I have a lot of dream guests, but Chrissy Teigen's always the one I throw out there, uh, which, which would be accurate as a dream guest. Uh, I think obviously with my audience, I think it would be an ideal guest. And I think she's really interesting. And I think I would have a fun conversation with her. But there's there's so many other people I, I hope to get and and want to get and in some cases might get and we'll just have to see how what happens. Love it. So with Vanessa also, did you guys have a messy split? I don't even remember. I feel like it was clean, but then did it get messy over time? I think you're just going to have to listen to the episode. I, all of the above. Okay. And the her I, engagement happening right after was interesting timing. Yeah. And I think just coincidental because... I, we, we, we communicated briefly. I don't think she was expecting it. I, I don't want to speak for her and, and I don't know what she said about it, but it sounded like it was kind of a romantic kind of surprise in a good way. But, and all the more reason I'm glad that we were able to connect because it made me feel comfortable reaching out personally to wish her congratulations. And so, so that was nice. But I think with uh, as far as our breakup, again, we cover it in great detail on 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 my Patreon tell all, which is out today for those of you listening. In the interest of self preservation for both of us, we tried to keep it as clean as possible in the public, and in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't really anything like really messy. But like I said, I, I was not indifferent about it, and I had a lot of strong feelings, and and she did too about uh, the relationship. Do you feel indifferent now or is that just something that doesn't go away? Cause it's someone who you felt, you know, compelled to get engaged to. That's obviously real feelings. I, I feel, I feel more indifferent now in, in, a, in the best possible way where that conversation allowed me to let some things go. Happy for her engagement. I assume I loved the Instagram comment. Perfect Thrilled amount of her. heart, heart and yeah. sarcasm, what you do best. I, I try my best and I, and I take a lot of pride in it. It's just, I can't, I'm just not the over the top, kind of like cheesy, like, you know, I, I tease cause I love with people. I love snark. If I'm joking with you, it's usually because I, I, I like you uh, in some way or shape or form. And that's just my personality. And so I appreciate you. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I always want to be respectful of everyone. I don't, you know, uh, even when I am snarky and tease, I'm not, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm a sensitive person too. So it always, it always makes me sad when I find out my snarkiness hurts people's feelings. And so I try to be, I try to, t it's hard to walk that tightrope, man. It, you know, God, it's that anxiety. It's, uh, I, it's hard. I think you do it one of the best in The Bachelor just because it, you can't take it too seriously, but at the same time, they take every, Bachelor Nation takes everything so seriously. Yeah, it's a combination of we're all sensitive as characters and Bachelor Nation, you know, I love Bachelor Nation, but yes, there is a group of people who are just so damn literal. And it's like, uh, I feel thankful that like, you know, my story arc has come and, you know, I have a lot of people supporting me in my show, but there's always going to be people who you know, don't care for me. And no matter what, yeah, my snarkiness will always give them ammunition, I, I suppose. Well, one of your exes who we haven't talked about yet, Caitlin, she had the goat treatment at the beginning of, of the summer. And one, congratulations on getting two, two goat episodes. How does that feel? Uh, feels great. Um, <laughs> you know, 
I really want to make sure I'm, I'm recognized for all the hard work I put in in, in Bachelor Nation. And uh, this has really been a, a celebration of, of my the tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 yeah. It's, uh, so I, it depends how you look at it, right? Like, but yes. I feel like you said at the beginning of this when Mike Fleiss made this announcement that Andy Dorfman season was the one you didn't want to air and you got your wish. Do you still feel that way? It was mostly because of my haircut. <laughs> I was going to ask it's, you about fashion because those bracelets in the Caitlin episode, I had a problem. Uh, <laughs> no, so do I. It's really hard to watch back. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The Andy, I haven't, I know it's on Hulu now. And I think that's part of the reason why I want to do that for the Patreon. Because I even remember when my se- when that season aired, you know, certainly I'm con- definitely considered by all intenses as the villain of that season. But even when that season was airing, there were a lot of people who were like, is he though? Like, it's this season, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, they're playing the shitty music, but like, what is he doing? He's not doing anything. And I was like, yeah. And I, it's weird because for all the people who have gotten to know me and see me, when you watch it back, I've had a lot of people be like, yeah, I was really rooting for you on Andy season. I'm like, no, you weren't. But maybe now because you, you know, it's like when my parents watched Andy season, it was fine. They didn't get why I was getting all the criticism, you know? Yeah. And so it's a little bit like that. But my, there really is no excuse for my hair. Uh, I mean, I think I'll, I'll say, knowing what we know now about, you know, who Andy picked, that might also have shed some light on watching it back. We probably would be rooting for you even more so than if people weren't. Yeah, well, knowing that she'd kill me, I mean, I don't, it's really heartbreaking. I know you were holding out for a reunion, right? That's, that's the clickbait I can make of this. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I can, can the headline be, Nick doesn't know why Andy wants to kill him? I, uh, I can probably make that happen for you. 100%. I'd, I'd really, I'd really appreciate it. Can, um, and would then you click I on that? I would, uh, well, I'll, I'll definitely promise you a snarky comment. I love it. Also, these I've, I'm on a mission to find the answer to this, and I don't think I ever will. But on Caitlin's Goat episode, they aired your full proposal and not the one with Sean. And it makes no sense. And on every single one after, they've aired both proposals or breakups. And I would like to know if you have any thoughts or insight into that decision. I don't know anything for certain. But my understanding with the Goat episodes is ultimately what they were trying to do is put something on TV during a pandemic and also put some of the people who work for next media back to work, you know, when, when they, when they shut, you know, paradise got canceled uh, and they delayed Claire's season. Those are people who they get paid by the season, so to speak. And so those were people who weren't working. And I think they were trying to get people back to work with that said, you know, kind of like the, the same mentality I had with this tell all, I don't think they were trying to stress anyone out. You know, I don't think they were trying to bring back any PTSD with anyone. And so here they are. They have a strong relationship with myself. I think they have they have a strong relationship with Caitlin. And quite frankly, the franchise doesn't have a strong relationship with Sean. And knowing that Caitlin is now in this great relationship with Jason, I think they just decided why they need to do that and glorify that breakup. At the same time, I will say, like, my breakup with Caitlin may be my best TV moment. Heartbreaking. You're really on your side there. Uh yeah, and it was probably the first time people really turned around, and I I watched it back, and that was all very real. It was very real, and when I watched it back, I probably of all the things I've done, 
I was probably the most proud because like I watched it back and I was like, damn, I really handled that well because I was absolutely crushed. I mean, it was all very real and I was absolutely blindsided. And, you know, the this greater the moment comment, I was like, I don't think I'll ever say something as romantic as cool in a stressful situation again. And I think looking back and having the benefit of hindsight and having me become the bachelor later, I think they just decided to focus on that rather than glorify a relationship that ended and and maybe might have been a little more awkward for for Caitlin and Jason, you know. I you know, I I didn't really care whether they aired my proposal with Vanessa or not, you know. It didn't bother me. Uh, yeah. I had no hard feelings towards it. So that's my educated guess that I feel confident is true, but I have I can't verify 100%. Okay. I mean, I've enjoyed watching them and it does make sense. Like it feels weird to watch this, like this proposal and then have Chris Harrison be like, spoiler alert, it didn't work out, which I also love that all of these episodes have been him being like, what's going to happen when it's like, no one's watching this for the first time, unless it was like maybe the first season. I I think there's some new people on it, but it is kind of bizarre the way they've decided to go about it. We're like, it's so whatever. I mean, listen, it was, they were just trying to, again, I think, pe- get people back to work and just put something out there that they weren't planning on doing. And, you know, you can only criticize so much. Yeah, no, it's been fun to watch. Have yeah. you talked to Caitlin at all about Dancing with the Stars as a former dancer yourself? Not really. I mean, we text briefly when, when the, her GOAT episode was airing and that's when she found out. And I wish her congratulations. I mean, uh, I think she's going to do extremely well. She doesn't need any advice from me. And quite frankly, with how they're doing it, I don't think there's anything I could tell her because there's no, it's all different. You know, it's, there's no studio audience. They don't even have the same hosts. I mean, who knows how it's going to be, you know? And, but I was I would suspect she's going to do very well. Is dancing with the stars like the hardest thing on the planet? Cause it looks really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say for me, I got the most nervous with the live studio audience. I think I would have done better without a live studio audience. It was fun to do. And, it, you know, when the, the, the few times I did well, it was really exhilarating to have the audience cheer for you. But it was, I wish I could do it again for the very only reason. I think I would just have more fun, yeah. you know, being more like just, hey, you know, who cares? And just, you know, treat it like a wedding. You know, like you're the goofy guy in the, in the, at a wedding and just have some fun. I think I would have, uh, yeah. You kind of said the same thing about your season of The Bachelor on one of your your episodes that I listened to because you were saying that you felt like you were so worried about everybody else. Yeah. So would you have had more fun during that experience too or would you have not changed anything? No, no, I definitely would have tried to have more fun. I had no fun being The Bachelor. (laughs) I don't don't think, but I don't think most Bachelors do, to be honest. I don't, it's, it's hard. I mean, there were fun moments, but the whole experience is a, it's, it's stressful, man. Um, well, I have to ask you about this this mess of season 16 because Claire, 12 days, it's all it takes. Are you surprised by that? I'm not because it's Claire, but. I, I On my episode on The Vile Files, I have Lauren Zima on today. And we spend 50, an hour talking about this. And I say just that in the sense that the reality is when it comes to Claire, and I say this in a positive way, I'd believe anything, you know? That's how I feel. Anything's possible. And say what you want. What Claire has done is created an insanely 
great buzz around this season that didn't exist before this all went down. And now I, I cannot wait to find out. I, I was saying with Lauren, I don't know if they will. I don't really, I don't know anything. So, but wouldn't it be so awesome if there was like, you know how like on Saved by the Bell, they had like a Clue episode. Mm-hmm. Like other, I, w- I hope they have like a Law and Order CSI Clue episode, which is basically what really happened during quarantine? Who was DMing one another? And I like real like ITMs where the, they're sweating them for the truth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one, Lauren came up with this scenario. How great would it be if it's revealed that Claire was not only texting with this Dale guy, but also maybe more than one guy? I mean, would be everything. And he's just like raising his hand. He's like, well, what the f***? <laughs> we were DMing. And that would just be truly, truly wonderful. But I really want like a CSI Clue episode where it's all about finding out who's guilty. And I, and I mean this in a very lighthearted, playful way. I, I really wish Bachelor Nation would learn to have fun, be snarky, have no problem with snarky. But let's not forget these are real people and none of these people deserve to go to prison or should die or, or, or horrible people because they've decided to put their dating lives uh, on a TV show. So if Claire is happy, even if she was DMing 30 guys before the season, good for her. Like, who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Certainly, she's going to invite herself for some snark, and that's fine. But, like, let's just leave it there. It's um, just so funny how far we've come with that, though, because a couple seasons ago in Paradise, if you were talking to someone beforehand, they acted like you committed an actual crime. And now well, it's yeah, so unavoidable. I, I can't believe this person was talking to two people. I'm like, wow, pot, meat, kettle. Like, I mean, you know, we all have 40 matches on our dating app we're having, you know, it's just like, you know, um, uh, we're on. But uh, yeah, it's, it's tough because if you're a, a Bachelor producer, you want people to care. And we just, you know, you just want to manage just the level that they care. Because sometimes it's like, whoa, man, when chill out. Like, it's fine. It's going to be fine. But I I am excited to find out what happens. I don't know. I I agree. And I think we need full transparency for the first time maybe on the show. Because otherwise we're going to get the leaked text messages or DMs anyway on social media. And it's easier if they control the narrative. But it does bring up, because I heard you say this. I don't know if it was on Chicks in the Office or on your show. Something like how people are like, she broke the rules and you're like, there are no rules. This is The Bachelor. Like, what, what do you mean by rules? But it does kind of lead this to what's going to stop Matt James or the next lead or the lead after that to want to even go. Because everyone says that every Bachelor knows no. after like two days who they're going to pick. Look, I agree. And I said this on, on The Vile Files when it first happened. If the speculation is true, I don't think Claire is without criticism in terms of as far as, you know, for all the people who want to be like, Good for Claire. This is about finding love. Again, like, can we stop pretending it's not a TV show? Like, can't they build, can't people be both sincere and willing to be participants in making a TV show that so people can be entertained? Like, it's not mutually exclusive, you know? Yeah. And so with that being said, if the rumors are true, yeah, Claire is not without criticism. Like, they'll make it work. And they're definitely going to benefit from it as far as it relates to this season, for sure. But you're absolutely right. There's no Bachelor show if this keeps happening. You know, it's not interesting the second time around. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's only interesting this time. 
And uh, there is a responsibility of being the lead and they do pay you. You know, it's not the same as being a cast member. And um, if you're not willing to kind of pull some of the weight, you probably shouldn't say yes to it, so to speak. You know, you can't take it so literal, you know, because you're right. Otherwise, you know, who wants to go on dates with 20 people? It's exhausting. No one does that. No one wants to do that. But you you agree to do that. So, yeah, she's not without criticism, but by no means do I think Claire deserves hate. You know, I don't think, I think people should still be happy for her if she is in love. But yeah, and it, I am, I am extremely clear, curious how the show will treat Claire. And what I mean by that is they control the narrative, right? They can show what, you know, we've joked about it before. What music are they going to play right. when it comes to Claire? Because that really is going to, you know, play a big role on is the audience going to say, you know what, good for her. Who cares? Or are they going to be like, that's fucked up, man. And it's sometimes <laughs> what music are they going to play for Claire? I'm curious. And I agree with you. I want full transparency. I want the fourth wall broken. I want mm -hmm. if I don't know what happened. I don't know if these any of these rumors about Claire locking herself in the room are true or, or things like that. But whatever happened, I want to hear the conversation when she's literally like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Could you imagine ever saying that to one of your producers? Like, what would they have said to you? Well, I will say they're, they're always they're always very good at adapting. And we also don't know if she quit. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. There's definitely a scenario that's that we haven't really discussed where maybe they just found out she was texting with this guy. And maybe this, she just found out that like she was way too in with this guy. It, a very believable scenario is, and again, knowing Claire, is that you, you do have to be, if you're going to be the lead, again, you have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do and you have to be easy to work with and you got to make a show. And, and if she was unwilling to make a show in whatever way, right. and she was only willing to make the show that she wanted, then they might've been like, you know what, we're done. We'll like, we'll let you date this guy and we'll tell your story, but we're going to bring in someone who Ooh. wants to find love and make a TV show. That's entirely possible too. I haven't even thought about that. <laughs> I would, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it might be more likely the reality yeah. of it, you know? I just feel like ever since Colton jumped that fence, the endings have been all over the place and they've been amazing to watch, but they have all been different and all been off the rails. And I don't know if they can keep outdoing themselves. So it's like, is it going to be boring if we see a classic season or do we need a classic season to bring us back? I don't know. Great questions, legitimate concerns. And I don't <laughs> have the answers because you're right. Like it's a little jumping the shark in terms of how can you outdo yourself every season? And, and they're very talented and very good at what they do. And talking to some of the producers without really knowing any detail, I will say for a lot of reasons, I think they're very proud of the way they were able to adapt, you know, all things included, like doing this in quarantine, COVID and, and whatever happened and how they adapted. It sounds like it's going to be a great season. It sounds like it is going to be fun to watch and they'll always be good at adapting. But yeah, I think we want, when was the last time we had like a, just a good little love story? Becca Kufrid. And we saw how that's playing out right now. <laughs> that, that, yeah. Tragic. <laughs> yeah, but it was great while it lasted, I guess. I don't I, know. I guess. I guess. I don't, I don't know. But uh, I, I, I am certainly excited to uh, watch this season of Claire's episode in ways I never 
thought I would be. I am. I really am thrilled, and um, I hope everyone's happy. I hope. I mean, I, I, I. It's funny because when Claire tweeted tweeted that thing about Matt James, like mm-hmm. I saw both sides, but it definitely did not age well for Claire. No, it did not. There was another you tweet know? about how in February, like if she was the Bachelorette, it would be the shortest season ever because she would know on night one, and that one did age well. Yes, but again, that's <laughs> true for literally everyone. But they just kind of. They're like, all right, this is how I'm going to pick. Here we go. And, you know, it's not quite night one, but yes, it's, yeah, most of us don't have the luxury of knowing who our people are for two months. I wonder what I have. If I had the luxury, that, w- that would be a fascinating finding out if I had the benefit of knowing who the women were a season were for two mm-hmm. months, the role that would play. That would certainly, certainly fascinating. Are you still worried that Tasha's going to have people in bed by 8.30? <laughs> I remember everything, Nick. Did I say that? <laughs> you did say that in the comments of some Instagram like months ago when Claire was announced. You were, you were being pro-Claire because people were upset that it wasn't Tasha. I know Claire was very mad at me for that. Sounds like something she would probably be mad at you for. <laughs> Which I was just like, is that that bad? It's wild. Great humans are often not great TV. I stand by that. But uh, I, I don't think, uh, I think it's going to be a great season. That's what I think. And I am curious. I hope that Taisha isn't worried about my opinion or truly anyone's opinion while she's filming. The same way Hannah Brown wasn't interested, didn't care about other people's opinions uh, while she was filming and Claire. And that usually is a recipe for very entertaining television. And I guess that's all I'm saying is, I hope that's the case. All right, I like uh, that. But I think t- I think Tasha was is wonderful. I thought she was wonderful then, but yeah, uh, yeah and that time that was really just supporting Claire. But you did hear from Tasha <laughs> for that indirectly. Guy. I've I've heard from Tasha a handful of times, which I was like, how did that bother you? I don't understand. And I think she that probably was didn't more- want it to hurt her chances of this potential scenario or something like this happening down the line because you have a lot of influence uh, in Bachelor Nation, Nick. We are all sensitive people in Bachelor Nation. And so, yeah. But uh, I've had, I've heard from Tasha a few times. I didn't hear from her directly. I just was told she unfollowed me. So that's a classic move. Classic move. But I, I absolutely wish her the best. And um, I hope, uh, I hope she finds love. I'm assuming she is, in fact, a bachelorette because for sure. whatever reason, the bachelor is still promoting Claire. Heavily. Yeah. So. I don't know, but... Okay, I just have a few rapid-fire questions for you before I let you go on with your day, but I did have to ask you first. Raven told me that she thinks that you and Demi need to just date to make sure that there's nothing there because I know you've shut down that a million times too. How do you feel about that? I, 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 I respect <laughs> Raven's opinion, but I am already certain that Demi and I are just great platonic friends and there will never be anything more to that. that so... It's, it's tough. Is it the weirdest thing ever to have people like shipping you with either exes or friends or just random people? Yeah, because it's like there's nothing behind it other than we're people of the opposite sex who are attracted to people of the opposite sex and we're, we come from Bachelor Nation. That's literally it, you know? But I, I, it doesn't, I mean, I have no problem being linked to Demi, you know? regardless if they're ever going to be true or not, they're not going to be true, but like, whatever. There's worse things in the world than to be linked to dating a wonderful person like Demi. Are you dating someone right now? 
No comment. Wow. No comment, really. Okay. We'll do the rapid fire then. <laughs> um, rank from favorite to film to least favorite to film your seasons of The Bachelorette, your season of The Bachelor, and Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise, easily number one. Okay. Are, are you talking about objective entertainment or my personal? Your experience. I mean, you could do either or both. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor, Caitlin, Andy. Did Andy um, hurt the most? It's just different. I mean, I had like, other than Sean, I, the guys, I, you know, a lot of the guys from Caitlin's season are even good friends to this day. And while I wasn't like super close with them while filming, they were definitely just a better group of guys. They were, uh, and Andy's guys, you know, they were just, they kind of sucked to be honest. And I didn't really like, I didn't vibe with any of them. I was just like, I was the odd man out and they were kind of. I just didn't really enjoy enjoy that, and um, and then with and with Caitlyn's season, I was a little bit more. What's the opposite of delusional? Delusional. I was I was I was more aware, you know. Uh, yeah. With you know, and so when it all went south on Caitlyn's season, it was kind of like, okay, well, I I I hurt, but I got over it before I'll get over it again. And mm. with with Andy's season, I was just a hot mess of not knowing what was going on. And then I had to watch the haircut the whole season. It was in the sky. I don't. I just don't know what I was doing. And the weird part <laughs> is, I spent so much more time on my hair then than I do now. Honestly, the scarfs on Andy's season were so insane, too. That was me. There was a lot of you with scarves. You know what's weird about that is, for all the shit I got from those guys, they really followed me. Because I was where I I was in a cigar phase. I'm not proud of it. I don't even want this credit, but it's true. And I, I would wear these scarves on the date. And we went to Italy, and they saw me wearing scarves, and they all bought scarves, and and they were all wearing scarves. And it was like you guys are all giving me shit, but you sure dress like me, you know? Maybe it's like that was the most villainous thing I ever did on Andy season was get them to wear scarves and also look like assholes like I did. That's so good. What's your hardest moment to watch back from all of these shows? The Andy AFR's not great. Do you regret that, or do you stand by it? I don't. I, I, mean, yeah, I would. I would have not. If I could go back in time, I wouldn't have done it. I, I say that, but I don't have total regret because I still stand by the sex positive aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. Not the fallout and the shaming that Andy received from it. I regret all that. The making love comment wasn't, I don't, you know, I'd rather just use the F word and call it a day. (laughs) But how ironic that a few years later when, when Peter and Hannah did it, it was the greatest thing that's ever happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. I walked, you know, um, as they say, (laughs) I, I I think on my season, I kind of joke, I mean, all the joking about the bouncy castle, it's just, I didn't, it's just the way things are taken. Right. So literally like here I am, like, what I didn't like how it was perceived is Bouncy Castle, Corinne, here, you know, just the fuckboy look of it all, right? Yeah. Is there anything wrong with having fun in a Bouncy Castle? Absolutely not. Like, everyone wants to be in a relationship, but they're like, I want to have fun with someone. Well, fine. But I just didn't like how it came across as this, like, insincere boy look. And that's, this is not who I am, you know? And so I don't like that representation. And I think that's, a, that's just a hard pill to swallow most a memorable 
limo entrance can be from your season or from a different one. Well, I mean, I guess my inability to answer. Yeah, <laughs> clearly none of them were that memorable. <laughs> I mean, you know, mine certainly wasn't anything special and they're all kind of silly, you know? Okay. The dolphin shark doesn't get your win just for being on your season. Yeah, Alexis. Hey, I'll give it to Alexis. Yeah. Okay. And mostly because she committed the entire night. True. And in the photo now, it's still, it stands the test of time. Who has the best sponsored content in Bachelor Nation? Can I vote for myself? Of course you can, Nick. I don't usually like to vote for myself in these types of questions. <laughs> but there are a lot of bad ones out there. And I, I take oh, a lot. the I, worst? I, I, I like to fight with a, like these. With, I, I'm very thankful for the chance to make some kind of money off of doing this. I, I mean, it's an insanely blessed life that we are all lucky enough to have. Uh, but I will push back on like I want it to be at least funny or self-deprecating and have some humor behind it. I hope that I successfully do that. I think Demi is very funny in general. And so whatever she does, I think she does with uh, some, some humor. I don't spend a, a lot of time. I mean, a lot of them are pretty cheesy, but I, you know, I can't, I don't want to call anyone out. Don't want to ruin so. anyone's partnerships. How, I, this is a side note. How many would you say that you turn down of sponsored up? Do you think you accept more sponsored opportunities or decline more sponsored opportunities? Well, definitely decline more, but okay. that's, well, that's a bit, that's a bit yeah, because you'd be surprised how many people would be like, hey, you want to do this? And I'm like, nah, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm so righteous that I, I, I have yet to ever promote teeth whitening or fit tea. And I am proud of that. I think you should be. I am. I am proud of that. <laughs> but if there is a, if there, you know, if there's a, if there's <laughs> a teeth whitening, Right now out there, like, but it's weird. I was, I, I've turned on a lot of those, and some, and sometimes I'm like, why did I turn that down? I don't understand. Like, a, it's no it's worse the than the toothbrush. Yeah, the teeth is the trope. I, I think that's why. I, I wanted to say I didn't do it. Like, that's yeah. it. I basically like gave up thousands of dollars to come on this podcast <laughs> to say I've never done it. I hope it was worth it. Probably not. <laughs> no, definitely was not. <laughs> Um, most surprising relationship that's lasted. To answer this question. <laughs> See, people, people, you'd be surprised. People answer. Such a dick question. <laughs> well, one popular answer is Ashley and Jared in a good way, just because when they first started, you never thought they would end up together. No, but they'll, they're the only sure thing in Bachelor Nation. Oh, that's a statement. Why do you think that? Uh, that's not a criticism to anyone else. That's just my insane confidence in their relationship. And wow. I don't know much about other, other ones. There's a few that surprise me. Um, that yeah, I it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can, be, good, it can be a pleasant surprise. I'm just going to plead the fifth on that. Okay. Well, what has been the most devastating split for you in Bachelor Nation? The one that's shocked you the most? Your own? None of the above. I, I, and I say that because like, you know what? I think breakups are a really great thing. Okay. I mean that. I mean that in the healthiest possible way that like we shouldn't be in, in situations that don't make us feel good. And if they end, they end for a reason. And um, I had had to learn that in my personal life. And so if two people break up, you know, if it's not Brad and Jen, I'm fine. You know, that was a tough one. Yeah. You lost sleep over that one. Yeah. No, I did. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, the last one I had, we kind of covered already, but worst style moment or biggest style regret. All of the above. Even on even when I watch my season, I, I, I really killed it in Paradise. And for all the reasons, it was they showed my humor. My hair was highly moisturized in the humidity of the beach. And it was like my curls were really killing. And I had the sun. And it was good. And then I decided to wear my hair really high on my season of The Bachelor. I decided to like straighten it. And it was like fine. It wasn't offensive. But it it was also like, why is it so high? I don't understand. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know why I, 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 I took so many unnecessary fashion risks uh, on The you Bachelor. Did. Yeah. I, I regret most of them. Wow. Except, short of me wearing any of the suit, I, th- I thought I did well in a suit on my season of The Bachelor. But anything else, it was really bad. It was really bad. Well, my last thing is big birthday coming up next month. How are we feeling about it? I'm super excited to turn 30. Um, I've been really looking forward to, to that decade. My 20s have been great and um, uh-huh. I can't wait. Great. I think it's going to be great too. I mean, it's quarantine. There's, as long as you don't throw a party like a TikTokers, I think it'll be great. I think I've aged well for turning 30 and um, hopefully I, I'll just continue to moisturize and keep up that skincare routine. Perfect. I'm sure there's a sponsored opportunity there. There has been and there will continue to be. Yeah. All right. Well, tell everyone all about where they can listen to the Patreon and all of that. Well, Christina won and the Gen 1 are, are yet to come. But uh, if you're interested in, in hearing two people who uh, sometimes hated each other while dating, <laughs> Vanessa and I, and then having us talk about it very honestly, you can check it out on, on Patreon. Uh, there's a link in my bio on Instagram. I'm promoting the shit out of it, to be totally honest. It's commercial free. There is a subscription. Uh, it's uh, We're going to do a lot of great things. You can sign up and cancel if you want. So if you just want to, there's, I think, 10 episodes, nine episodes out right now. So there's plenty of content you can burn through in a month. If you stick around, we'll have more great stuff. Uh, cancel anytime. And then obviously, uh, you know, file files will always be there. We're continuing to grow it and hope to have some great guests coming along. And, and always, if you're looking for relationship advice and, and hearing people's stories and, and uh, sharing, check us out on Mondays. And um, yeah, I don't know what else. That's it. I feel like it's like multiple days a week now. Where it's like three days a week when The Bachelor's on. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, well, I have a feeling the subscriptions are going to go up when the Vanessa episode drops. So that's something for all of us to look forward to. We'll see. And uh, yeah, and I'll just, uh, I'm moving into hopefully my new home and um, do a, I'm going to do a lot of decorating. Wow. Are we going to get an Instagram series of that? The way we get like questions from Nick, we get, you know, there's a lot of Yeah, I'm sure I will, I will find clever ways. Maybe, uh, maybe a hanging with me video. Um, <laughs> what happened uh, to those videos of you going and touring other bachelor people's houses? Because I like those. A Corona. Oh, duh. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I liked those. I, I, you know what? There will be more of those. Uh, There might be a, you know, that was uh, reality TV apartments. um, For those of you who aren't familiar, uh, brought to you by Brooke Linen. Uh, There you go. Free plug. (laughs) But uh, no, that, that, well, I mean, I, I am proud of the house I purchased. I don't know if it really will quite, the whole idea was, you know, making fun of ourselves and, kind of the you know, totally fine apartments, but LA real estate is pretty wild. And, uh, uh, but yes, I will probably do a reality TV, uh, home slash apartment. And, uh, if quarantine does that, and I think there'll be more, you know, uh, I think Hannah Ann's in LA. Andy's in LA now. 
Andy's in LA. We'll see if she ever agrees to that. Will she will she be on a Vile Files episode? Uh well, yeah. I you know what? I I would like to have Andy on on both, to be honest. Well, uh that's on Andy. So maybe that's your listeners Andy. will shame her into doing it. I haven't really asked her recently, but uh We just like get us weekly people to just bombard her and she's like, No, he didn't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> We can start a feud here if you need us to. We're good at that. Uh, no, you are. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'll let you know when it's all really going downhill. And uh, thank you. Look out, look out for that OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> hey, you're making a million dollars a day if you're Bella Thorne. Well, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a great place to end. <laughs> Thank you to Nick for always being so candid and to all of you for listening. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends and come back next week because the countdown is on and The Bachelorette will be airing again before we go.